0: It's sex and the Sarah Rose story. I'm Sarah Rose, and today the story is about relationship hacks. And really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting stories about sex to listen to. But what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, And to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training, and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university for men. This six-month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wished you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com, or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks. Enjoy the show. And I am back today. With my amazing friend, Erin Hickok. So it's always awesome to be able to spend time with you, Erin. I love you, and I'm so grateful that we we get to come have fun today. What's going on with you? How are you doing?
1: Oh, I am. I'm doing pretty good. I feel like I'm getting into, like, kind of getting used to a little bit more of this quarantine situation kind of getting in the flow, spending some extra time outside in nature. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. How about you, Sarah Rose? Nice. Yeah,
0: I feel like the initial shock has worn off for most people and we're kind of like adjusting to the new normal that we're in right now. And not to say that, you know, there aren't still things coming in every single day, but you know, I feel like it's kind of just become part of life right now. I will say it feels like Groundhog Day, you know, <laughs> like every day is the same and it seems like there's no end in sight. But you know, I'm I'm really grateful. I'm safe, I am healthy, I have a roof over my head, food to eat, uh you know, and some some, uh, I guess, monotony, maybe is the word for it, is really um, a very small price to pay considering everything that's going on right now. So I'm yeah. grateful.
1: Oh, it's really good to hear. Um, it's really good to hear that you're healthy and safe. And yeah, I think, I think monotony is, you know, it's not the end of the world. I'd say probably a lot of our listeners maybe experience that. As well, especially when it comes to sexuality,
0: right uh,
1: okay. you're here uh, to keep it fresh for us to uh keep the the enjoyment and the pleasure going.
0: yeah, definitely it's uh that is Sarah Rose to the rescue <laughs> where there's bedroom boredom. I'm here to fix it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect. Perfect. Well, tell me, Sarah Rose, about some relationship hacks. Uh,
0: This is important right now. I mean, we saw so clearly in China where the pandemic first hit that Once people, as soon as people actually were out of quarantine, they went straight to get divorced. It was like the first thing they did. Uh, There were definitely a big spike in divorce rates in China after all of this. And so we see in times of stress when the typical distractions that we have, the support system that we're used to, When those things are gone, we really are able to see where the cracks in our relationship foundation are. And a lot of relationships don't survive that type of stress. So I want to help people today that are in relationship with some some tools that you can use right now during your lockdown and this is if you are in relationship and living with the person this is if you're in relationship not living with them and maybe you're separated from them because of the pandemic or possibly even for other reasons you're separated from them and also for people that are uh, online and dating and meeting new people during this time. So I' um, got some some hacks for all of you out there. And I will say that connection is Aaron's specialty. So I'm excited to hear your input as well as we talk about all this. Mm. What do you what do you think? I mean, how are you how are you feeling about? the whole dating thing right now? Is there any, do you have any interest at all?
1: Well, I would say that I have interest in dating. And I know last week we talked a little bit about like, oh, like maybe online dating is a thing. And honestly, I have just been focused on myself and my personal growth. And I really, I haven't, you know, extended myself and like put myself out there on the, on the different dating apps. And I don't know if it's like, I'm like nervous or maybe like, I I don't know how to do digital dating as much, but I can tell you that the one thing that I miss more than anything in this quarantine is that, that flirtatious connection. Mm, Yes, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So I would definitely, I mean, Gosh, if, I think maybe we should just do a show just on <laughs> like how to date digitally. Or like I need to do some research on that. Because the connection piece is really, I mean, that's I'm fortunate that I have roommates. And so I do get, I still get day-to-day connection. But even just like physical touch, I know that I'm just like really, like my body like really misses that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then just the, you know, those The you know, the long conversations, the the yeah, the the date the dating, the the connection, not not just physical, but also that like curiosity and meeting new people.
0: I think you nailed it with curiosity. I I definitely feel that of like going out and meeting somebody and like Being curious about this new person that's in front of you and having them be curious about you, there's definitely magic in that. And it's uh we can we can do that online, but of course that'll never replace like having somebody there in front of you and like looking in their eyes and seeing the expression on their face. Mm
1: -hmm. I guess
0: uh, you know, doing a doing a video chat is is one step closer but it's, it's definitely different. It's a different
1: world. Yeah, absolutely. And when you said that about, yeah, that curiosity and like being there in person, like my body got goosebumps. Like, <laughs> yes. I can tell that I, yeah, like there's part of me that like really like wants to be out and there's this like this mystery of, of going out to connect and like not really being sure about like who you're going to meet you know, like going out with my friends, going out to events is just so different now. Meeting people, it's like very much in an online format and it feels, it feels really, really different. And so I'm so excited to hear your, your hacks today on how to bring some of that connection back into my life and the lives of our listeners at home.
0: Yeah, I, I actually had like a, a fun interaction happen this week. So I've been really, really busy with work and literally working 12 to 15 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop. I have so much that I'm accomplishing right now. And I'm just really using this time to be very focused. And I, I'm i on all the the dating apps. I'm on Tinder and Bumble and Hinge. I think those might be the only three I'm on right now. But I I haven't actually like been on there engaging and I t- and then I got a notification from Tinder the other night that my profile had been hidden because uh, I ha- because of inactivity. It hadn't been on. So I was like, "All right, so I like went over, clicked on the app, um, just to like, you know, swipe a couple times and, and get my, my profile active again. And when I did, when the first thing that popped up was, you know, one of the the blue super likes. And so that caught my attention and i looked at it and it said an image of a guy and it said that he's a sex coach and i was like ah so that caught my attention and so i was like what the hell so i liked him back and uh, he replied and we started messaging right away turns out that he's from new york and he's in arizona during the quarantine and as am i i'm not in austin right now i'm in, i'm in arizona at the moment as well so we were we're both here as a result of everything that's and so that was just interesting to like meet another sex coach on tinder so randomly and so we've been messaging since and i'm kind of excited to see like what happens if at some point we will actually meet up or if it's just going to be one of these like virtual things that happens during during the pandemic it'll be like something I remember
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I definitely would love to hear how this goes this sounds like a a pretty fun story in the making
0: I know yeah it, it's it's pretty fun so far so <laughs> um, and there's like the added I'll say like there is the I guess you can you can find like charge and, and mystery in any situation, right? So I think here what I'm noticing is that since I can't see him, there's almost like an added amount of like like making me want to even more since I know I can't see him right now. Uh, (laughs) And so maybe that'll even fuel the attraction and desire. So that could be an outcome that people have in situations like this. And yeah and just kind of like the unknown right of like how long is this going to last we have no an- idea the anticipation of it all like you know is this is it going to be like you know months before I can meet this person and like I developed this online relationship with them and then what's going to happen when we actually meet in person <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think we can find ways to create desire and fuel it no matter what. Yeah,
1: I've definitely got those goosebumps again, you know, really loving that slow tease and that like anticipation, like that build up that you're talking about. Like, yeah, I can I can see how this could this could work out. Um, It even worked to, uh, you know, to the advantage of having more attraction and really like taking our time in these kinds of new relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's going to, I'm, I'm going to have fun with it and just uh, enjoy it for what it is in the moment. (laughs)
1: Mm, Well, that sounds very, very sexy. Keep us posted.
0: (laughs) I will. But yeah, let's get into some specific hacks that people can be using right now. So one thing that I want you all to understand is how important it is for your relationship to have a very solid, strong foundation so that it can weather the hard times in life. That's that's really one of the the amazing things about relationship is having somebody that's on your team, having someone that's by your side through the good times through the bad times, someone that you can have fun with someone that you can count on and to to really have that type of of thriving you've got to have a good foundation so communication is really important and there's a fun and also deep experience that you can have with your partner. So what you're going to do, and like I said, you can do this Uh, When you are together, you can do this if you're apart. You can do this if you've just met somebody and you're really wanting to get to know them better. So there's three questions that you ask. Uh, The first one is, what are your deepest desires? And you as a man, you'll ask your partner this question first and she will answer and you're not going to respond in any way you're just sitting there holding space for her letting her speak you're not you know no sound effects no facial expressions nothing you're just there being there for her holding space so that she can feel safe to answer and what are what are your deepest desires give it, give her a moment to answer and you want to actually ask her this question over and over seven times. So what are your deepest desires? Pause. Let her answer. When she comes to a natural stop, ask her again, what are your deepest desires? Same. Let her continue. Let her speak. She comes to a natural stop. What are your deepest desires? And you want to get to seven layers deep into the subconscious to really get to the root, to the core of what her true desires are. Because often, if you just ask the question once, she will have an initial response. But that might be covering up some of the the deeper layers to what her truest desires really are. So that's why you want to make sure that you give her the time and the space to go through it and go deeper seven layers. Once she has finished that, then the next thing you're going to do is ask her what are your deepest fears and let her do the same thing, go through the same process. And actually, I messed up a little bit. So, before you move into fears, you're going to switch and she's going to do the same for you. So, you're going she will ask you what are your deepest deepest desires. And go through the same process. Once you're done, then you'll switch and say to her, what are your deepest fears? Go through the process with her in that. And then lastly, and uh, this one is fun too, you ask her, what do you love about me? And you let her answer that. And you go through it seven times and then you switch and she asks you the question then. So this is really a great way to open up communication between you to, uh, to learn more about each other and to just have this, this intimacy and connection flowing in a way that, you know, maybe you haven't had before. And it's a really beautiful way to go from that experience into making love with each other. If you are separated and you're doing this through phone or video chat, you can have phone sex video sex after that if you want to just feel it out and see how it goes but it will really help with the intimacy and the deep deep connection that people really crave have you done anything like this aaron
1: Oh, I haven't done this exact exercise, but my body like wants this so much. (laughs) Um, When you were saying, when you very first said, and then you ask her seven times, (laughs) like shivers. Like I, one of the things I most love about being in partnership is having space Held for me, and not just on the surface level, but like this, this unwavering holding that allows me to go deeper than I ever have before and be seen in ways that I haven't before. That is like such a gift of relationship, and I can absolutely see how I'm going to be adding this to my practice. Like, absolutely, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it really is, and it's, it's powerful on many levels because not only does it increase your connection and intimacy, but it also helps you learn so much more about yourself. So by verbalizing your fears, often what happens is you start to see that the things that are in your head that you're so afraid of Um, Once you speak them out loud, they have less power over you. And I have found by doing this practice over the years, with lovers or with friends you can absolutely do this if you have housemates that you want to do this with it's just a great way to learn more about yourself as well and those fears tend to drop away and they they just lose their power once you speak them out loud and really look at them from that perspective so that's a really great thing and then as far as like what are my deepest desires most of us don't even really know like what do we really want what do i really really want it's like i know i want things but but what do i really really want and by doing this practice it'll give you that insight into yourself and then once you have clarity around what you really want it's so much easier to take action and go towards those desires. But without clarity, then how are we supposed to know? And of course it always just feels really nice to hear what somebody else loves about you. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think that's just the perfect way to like how you wrapped up the exercise. I do something similar with the writing, um, like a journaling session but the two parts, the adding the, what do you love about me? And then doing this with another person that you're in relationship with, who does see you like through a different lens than our own lens, who does hold us in positive regard and, and loving kindness that I can just see how incredibly powerful. This could be just once. And I'm imagining that you're recommending to our listeners that they do this like regularly.
0: Oh, absolutely. Definitely. This is something you can do together daily. You can do this weekly. I mean, it's it's a very powerful practice. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And if you are doing this together, then you can incorporate eye gazing, which is something else that I recommend that people do to, to help with their connection and intimacy. So with eye gazing, you're going to be face to face with your your partner, typically seated, either seated in two chairs or you can be seated on the bed or on the floor in like a, a yoga easy pose, crisscross pose. And You'll be like knee to knee, eye to eye and looking from your left eye into her left eye. So you're looking across like diagonal your left eye to her left eye and set a timer. You can start with two minutes if you're new to this and synchronize your breath. Just inhale and exhale together and just sit there looking in each other's eye and as you um, practice more, you can increase to five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes, and just allowing your breath to be synchronized. And it's so incredibly powerful the places that you will go together just by looking eye to eye like that. And it can feel so vulnerable. And often, people, when they start this practice, they uh, will feel uncomfortable. They'll try and cover it up by, you know, laughing or making jokes or something like that. And, you know, and, and that's normal. It's natural, but I encourage you to to move past that quickly and just allow yourself to really drop into the experience and the power, the freedom that comes from being vulnerable in that state with somebody. And so you can actually, when doing the three questions if you want to incorporate the eye gazing then you can ask the questions while also looking uh, left eye to left eye so that's an option as well if you want to like even increase how how profound this feels really magnify the the sensations the experience that you get or you can do the eye gazing as a separate practice and and both are really great
1: Mm -hmm. That's, this is so wonderful, Sarah Rose, this like eye gazing, I remember the first time that I, I gazed and it wasn't with a partner, it was in a group and I just cried. Uh, You know, I had not had someone really look at me deeply in the eyes before and I remember it being just such a transformative experience and it was only just for, you know, not even a minute. It was just like so quick And um, since then, it's a, you know, it's a big practice of mine. I'm really excited for our listeners to try this out and share their experiences with eye gazing as well.
0: Yeah, and it will definitely help you um, with with connection I mean definitely like feelings of like so much love for this person and watch out if you're not ready to fall in love then (laughs) I recommend not doing practices that are going to create this this level of intimacy with somebody because what is inevitable is is falling in love with this other person which is such a beautiful thing and you want to make sure that there's there uh, and that you're, you're falling in love with, with the person that is really right for you to fall in love with. So, so doing these practices, they're very powerful and they're going to move you towards just more amazing experiences and all those good feelings, the, the endorphins the, that we want to feel, the, the oxytocin, the dopamine, all of that serotonin and and also like eyes wide open what you're headed towards (laughs) and you know so we just also have to be mature and responsible and and I'm always very looking at at things like this and and seeing you know the the bigger picture of okay is there. Is there compatibility with this person? Is this like really a healthy uh, relationship for me to, to begin? And that's an important thing. There's a lot of people out there that are not very mature when it comes to relationships and get into something without thinking it through. And so just having awareness and making sure that you're making mature choices in all aspects of your life.
1: This is, thank you, Sarah Rose, so much for bringing this up. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a really important, important thing to consider like where we're investing our energy and that it's, you know, I can definitely speak for myself. You know, we talk about women like going after like unavailable men and I have definitely done that in my past. And um, I love how, you know, considering a powerful exercise like this, like really taking the time to consider, like, is this a person that I want to go to this level with? And asking yourself that before engaging in, in such a deepening, powerful kind of exercise. And then if it is, you know, it's just such a beautiful opportunity to to dive in and to explore new territories.
0: Yeah, and for all of the men that are listening to this, these are ways that you can approach women on the level that they want to be approached on. So I often get, you know, the questions like, how do I get my girlfriend to have anal sex with me? It's like, all right, we'll start here. (laughs) Put anal sex on the back burner for now and build a foundation of trust with her. Actually look her in the eye for an extended period of time and let her feel seen by you. Take the time to ask her the same question seven times. When have you ever done that? I guarantee for 99.9% of you out there, you have not. And these things, this is how you build trust so that she will be able to surrender to you. So that way she'll feel like you're somebody that cares enough about her that she's willing to consider having anal sex with you, that she knows that you care enough to take the time to do this, that you will care enough to take the time to actually prepare her anus in the right way. So that way, anal sex is pleasurable for her and not painful. And so these are the foundations that you're setting for all these other exploratory things that I know you want to do. There are many of you that want to try BDSM or kink with your partner, and you want to know, how do I get her to do this? You don't get her to do anything. You build trust. You build connection. You go on the journey together, and but it starts here. It starts with actually taking the time to to have like real trust built on the deepest levels
1: so well put sarah rose just beautiful like let's just cut this little part of the episode and then just beam it into every everyone's head i think there'd be a lot of really happy relationships out there Um, This might be the best relationship hack that I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so much fun. From here, like, I I love teaching couples how to do sex magic together and, you know, more advanced tantric practices. And, you know, it's amazing. Like, it feels so good just to be able to to go and do these altered states of consciousness, like feeling like you're in trance states, you know, like having sex, using your breath to, like, create an environment between the two of you where it feels like you're on some sort of you know medicine journey but you're not you're like just using your breath and you know all these things are possible and it's just so incredible how sex can just go um just beyond all these physical limitations that we've put on it right so like You can go to those places, but having this core foundation in place is really important, especially in times of overwhelming stress like we're under right now. When we are in crisis, we need to go back to the basics Mm -hmm. like, really getting your foundation there. Any cracks there, fixing those cracks right now. And so, like, yes, there's like amazing things we want to do together and will do together, but check in how how is your foundation right now are you solid if you are great then let's let's fly right like let's keep going with all this there's so much more to explore but I guarantee you most people out there have a lot of work to do when it comes to the foundation of their relationship
1: thank you Sarah Rose for talking about this and bringing this to our attention I think that might actually be one of the greatest gifts of this quarantine, is the way that we are looking inside. That we're taking a pause long enough to return to those foundations, the basics, like you said, to strengthen that, and um, really use this opportunity to shine a light in those dark corners that maybe we're moving so fast through life that we're we're missing these little these little energy leaks, these little ways that we've been out of connection and giving us the time to really focus and to practice these hacks to really strengthen and have the most amazing relationships.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, I actually had met a guy, I was in Tulum one year, I love to go to Tulum by myself, it's like my favorite place, one of my favorite places to go, it's such an easy flight from Austin, and same time zone, so I'm not dealing with jet lag, and it's just like a quiet place, you know, so I have my favorite cabana on the beach, and I like, was just there uh, when I go, I like to go for a couple of weeks and this per- particular time I was there just relaxing. People in Tulum are so good to me and the food is amazing. There's like good wine and I just get to completely unwind. You know, it's like I have enough Wi-Fi to keep connected when I really need to, but it's limited enough to like force me into (laughs) uh, presence and not, you know, just being online the whole time I'm there, and so I had been there for, I don't know, maybe uh, probably over a week, week and a half, I don't think I had a whole lot left of my trip. And I was in line getting some food and there was a guy behind me who started a conversation. We ended up sitting together to eat our meal and one thing leads to the next and you know, we're like traveling around that area together, doing going on different adventures and we ended up on a road trip to another part of Mexico and it was a lot of fun, like just really a magical time. And I had remembered coming across an article in the New York Times called The 36 Questions That Lead to Love. And it's it comes from um, an essay, a modern love essay by Mandy Lynn Catrone, and her essay is called To Fall in Love with Anyone, Do This. And she, she refers to a study by psychologist um, Arthur Aaron and that explores whether intimacy between two strangers can be accelerated by having them ask each other a um, specific series of personal questions. And so uh, the guy that I was with and I, on this road trip, we decided to, to go through these 36 questions and I'll actually put the link to, to this in the notes, the show notes for this, because it's another fun way to explore and really get to know somebody well and my experience with it was that it definitely accelerated our relationship. That just you—you suddenly know somebody really well after going through this series of questions. And actually, the very last part of this is eye gazing. Like <laughs> in this essay, they even instruct you to to do eye gazing. I think they uh, say for two minutes to seal the deal and like completely fall in love with this person that you just met so it's another effective and fun way to to get to know somebody even if you have known them for a long time asking these questions taking the time to listen hearing them letting them hear you um really like intimacy is about being seen into what is it into me you see? <laughs> and like that's that's what we crave, like that being seen, fully seen, fully accepted by another. And often we really push that away because we don't accept ourselves. We don't love ourselves enough to let us be loved by another. And that's really the foundation of the work that I do with guys in the Man on Fire program is developing that core relationship with themselves so that they can be open to loving and being loved by another, but the internal work uh, cannot be mitigated like you have got to fully go there you've got to see your own self and and that is is when you will be open, receptive to being seen, being loved by another and, and loving in return.
1: Hmm. Beautiful. I, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this, this work. Um, I know there's a lot of really happy women out there who have been connected with the men that you've been teaching. And um, I imagine there's a lot of gratitude if they knew your devotion yeah, I imagine you'd get a lot of thank you letters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I mean, the why why do I work with men? I mean, you know, Erin, like I was working with women first and foremost, and the women kept saying to me, Sarah, please work with the men. Please help the men. <laughs> like, So I did it. And, and I love it. Like I got to get on my call with the guys uh, in Man on Fire last night. We do a, a live training session every Tuesday. And it's like, these guys, they're just my, my tribe. And I'm so lit up, so excited to see them every week. And, you know, especially during this time of, of lockdown of like, really getting looking really getting to look forward to seeing these people that have you know really opened up they've they've gone there with me they've been so transparent they've been so courageous like literally the most courageous guys I've met are in this program just the the places they're willing to go it's just it's fucking incredible it blows my mind and uh it's like I I started this program because there was such a, a need for for men to to be better lovers, right? Like I mean I'm sure you've had s- similar experience like there's a lot of bad sex happening in the world and i'm like all right i'm going to fix this this is a problem i'm going to fix it <laughs> and now i'm fixing it and it's like oh shit so i've like created all these like amazing lovers out there but they're clients so i can't fuck them myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> so it really sucks i'm still i still have the problem for myself <laughs> but uh, at least I'm helping other women out.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, just in the name of this show, like it seems like you're still finding some pretty fabulous connections out there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so the guy that I connected with on tinder uh, he was telling me about his story and how he got trained and I was like well the first thing I just said to him I was like a well-trained man is so hard to find glad I found you <laughs>
1: <laughs> beautiful
0: yeah well should we get Started with some questions.
1: Yeah, let's reach into the mailbag and um, have some professor time.
0: Ask the professor. Ask
1: the professor. Mm, Well, there are a couple really great questions that have come in this week that are just perfectly in alignment with this topic. So, Sarah Jeff is wondering how he can help his wife have orgasms. Because she has a really hard time and thinks that she can't.
0: Okay, cool. Good question, Jeff. And what a great question to ask. Um, So one of the things that I recommend in this situation is actually... Pussy massage, pussy massage, yoni massage, vaginal massage, whatever you want to call it. I call it pussy massage. And I actually have a guide, a video guide that you can get on my website, tantricactivation.com. And it's called Come Together because it's two videos one is pussy massage, the other is penis massage. But Women have a lot of numbness in their vagina um, because they are holding a lot of trauma there. And so you can actually help her release the trauma that's being stored there. You can help her to become more sensitive vaginally by the practices that I lead you through so it's a very specific way of letting her release letting her surrender without having the pressure of sex without having the pressure of orgasm she's just there like literally as if you were you know massaging her back and she was able to just relax and just be without any expectations of her and that's it's similar in this so so that is one thing that I really do recommend, and that course come together. It's a members-only course, so it's something that once you um, are a member of Tantric Activation, like you've purchased Sex Stallion Training, then if you purchase Sex Stallion Training or Man on Fire, then you're eligible to to be on the back end and, and see what's available for members only. So that's where you'll find Come Together, but something that's important to to realize is that all women can orgasm so unless there's like some very very rare instances of neuronal damage um, and she's a paraplegic or something as extreme as that that all women actually can orgasm so the reason they're not orgasming is often because of conditioning that they have around that it's not safe for them to orgasm it is from trauma that they have things like that so I can go that could be a whole entire episode of its own that I could go into all of that but The reality is that women can orgasm and it's, but often they think, many times women are orgasming and they think that they aren't because what has been mapped for orgasm, you know, it looks like a very specific male ejaculatory orgasm. And if a woman isn't having an experience like that, then she thinks that she isn't having an orgasm, but women can orgasm from their nipples, from their clitoris from many spots on their vulva, labia, the entrance to their vagina, uh, G-spot, vaginal orgasms, cervical orgasms, even if a woman has had her cervix removed, she can still have orgasms because the nerve endings are still there, and that's where the orgasmic sensations come from, and women can have anal orgasms, so there are many ways that women can experience orgasm. And they can look many different ways as well. So it doesn't definitely, for a lot of women, does not look like the model of the male ejaculatory orgasm. So once women like are able to, to explore and accept their orgasm for what it is, they often realize, oh, I have been orgasming. But for, for certain women, like maybe it's, it just looks different than what they've been told an orgasm is supposed to look like. So there's some insight there for you. Hope that helps.
1: Mm, yeah, and I think if our, if uh, he wants some more information, we did a whole episode on orgasms, so there might be some juicy tidbits in there as well.
0: Yes, yeah, we did that was uh, episode 17 was all about orgasms.
1: Mm. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I hope that helps you, Jeff. We've got one more question from the mailbag today. Uh, Jimmy asks, I have a really hard time talking to my girlfriend about what I want in sex. Do you have any suggestions?
0: Yeah, definitely. So most of us were not raised in households where sex was talked about in an open and and. I guess even age appropriate way and so as we develop through the five stages of sexuality from infancy through mature adulthood often one or more of those stages of sexuality gets shut down and so we tend to get stuck in whatever stage we were at when the other stages got shut down and so most of us are just not mature sexually, and it makes it very difficult to communicate with each other. And so I actually work with guys in Man on Fire to help them become very mature sexually so that they can have the, these discussions and be the leader in their relationship so when things are uncomfortable they're okay with that right like it's okay to be uncomfortable become comfortable with being uncomfortable and so in in that space you'll be able to have these conversations and also you know many times guys are afraid of having a conversation because they're afraid of upsetting their partner because they're afraid that she will leave them if he does have a conversation. And that's a really bad spot to be in in relationship. In relationship, you've got to be able to have your own sovereignty to be powerful in yourself to have strength to know that you're going to be okay regardless of what happens in the relationship and from that space you're going to be a lot more attractive to your partner your partner does, your your girlfriend your wife she doesn't want to be with a man that doesn't have um doesn't have the courage to have difficult conversations Right. She may not like having those conversations either because it's, it's very difficult for many people, not just men. It's very difficult for women as well. But you've got to you, you can't not do uncomfortable things because you're afraid of what will happen in the relationship, because that is a relationship that is just destined for shutdown, disconnection, lack of intimacy All of the things that I know none of you want. You're wanting the exact opposite. And that's why you're here. That's why you come to me with the questions and concerns that you have. So be in your power. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable.
1: Thank you, Sarah. That is, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, And I hope that really helps Jimmy get the courage to talk to his wife a little bit more about what's on his mind and on his heart. Speaking of uh, communication and sharing what's on our minds, I think it's time for us to play one of our favorite games. It's the Intimacy Deck from Games for Humanity. Would you like to pick a card?
0: Awesome. I'm excited. Um, I, don't, I really like how you pick the cards.
1: <laughs> I love the cards. I love picking the
0: cards. Oh my God. I'm like already turned on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we started this last time, so what I love to do is I love to fan all the cards out so I can touch every single one of them. I run my fingers across it, and then I just feel where there's kind of like some magnetic energy, and then I pull one, uh, which, ooh, this is just perfect for today, Sarah Rose. The card I got today is what I value most in partnership is blank.
0: Okay, so what I value most in partnership is fun. I really like it when a guy is funny. Like that's super important to me. I need to be able to laugh and like laughter just brings me into the present moment and I feel really good connection uh, when, when I'm there. So I definitely value humor and silliness and playfulness in, in relationship.
1: Hmm, lovely. (laughs) Well, I know. I definitely, it's kind of funny because it's like, what do I do? What do I value most? It's like, oh, can I have a list of things? But I will say that right now, it's actually, you mentioned it earlier, and it's just been kind of like ringing in my head like all this episode is curiosity. I absolutely love. As someone who has that spirit of adventure, uh, of curious about me, about the world. There's just something so magical about someone who really, who really wants to to see where the relationship goes, to see like who I am, to see what unfolds. Like this, this almost like devotion to the mystery. <sighs> it just feels so, so good to me. Like I feel really seen when um, my partner doesn't assume that they know everything about me or about the world, but really approaches everything with like, well, let's find out. Um, There's something really courageous and beautiful in that that I I value a lot.
0: Mm, Yeah. I remember one lover I had that I would always feel like we were going down the rabbit hole together. Like, literally, it felt like I was just tripping through Wonderland with him. (laughs) And it was just constant. You know, it was just always seeing the magic, the mystery, the just like those those intangibles of life right like those things that you're just like reaching for craving for and they're just like right there everything sparkling all the time and it was such it was such an amazing time in my life when I was with him
1: Mm, I love your story so much (laughs) rose like sparkling like come on it's so good <laughs>
0: true I mean I just look at that time and I'm like the whole thing sparkles
1: <laughs> yeah oh beautiful beautiful well what do you say we we pick another card let's do it do it all right I'm going to fan them out again fan them out again and feel Ooh. Ooh, we got a yellow card this time. In a sexual relationship, I'm committed to blank. In a sexual relationship, I'm committed to blank. Ultimate
0: pleasure, like complete hedonism. <laughs> Give me it all. Oh my God, yeah, just like exploring all of it having just Mm. I don't want to say no boundaries but like like when you're actually in the space of having sex like feeling as if as if you are just this in this space of oneness with the other and just fully surrendered to each other uh, in so much incredible pleasure yeah that is that is my commitment and that is my my purpose in the world is spreading that spreading that to everyone just uh so everyone has is able to to have that type of sex that is just so transcendent that takes us out of time and space like just beyond the beyond and going there with somebody, uh, you know, that you just feel such deep love and connection for and, and with, and there's just trust and surrender, and, but yeah, you know, it can... It can take so many different forms. Tantra is, is like the the path of really opening and awakening those channels in us, and then once they're open and awakened, you can you can use them. You know, if you want to explore other realms of kink or BDSM or you know just whatever it is that you're you're wanting to explore, but using tantra to like open up the, the energy channels in you giving you the tools to to get to intimacy to connection to surrender yeah and that's that's my story i'm sticking to it <laughs> <laughs> hey it's sarah again thanks for listening make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode
1: and if you want to learn about how you can work with me Until next time, lovers.